This is Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast with your hosts, Brendan Spinner, Michael Burns, and Kyle Rowe. And welcome into another edition of Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast. I'm Brandon Spinner, and as always, I am with Michael Burns and Kyle Rhodes. This is episode 6.5, because we did have a special episode that dropped over the weekend. If you haven't heard that already, it was a recap of the ALCS and NLCS. But this is the sixth one that all three of us are together again. It's good to see you, gentlemen. It's been so long. How you doing, Mikey? Well, I, we've, I'm a little frustrated because we haven't had baseball in two days yeah. after having games, every, multiple games every day. Otherwise, how but are you? I'm doing <laughs> You're doing good. I'm doing all right. I, I, little, other frustration is the clubhouse I built for my girls was missing parts, so I do have to wait for this that. I spent three hours looking for those parts, thinking that she walked off with them somewhere. JoJo's got them somewhere. Only to realize, <laughs> yeah, they just got them. But I'm good. I'm good. Kyle, how you doing, buddy? I'm all right, man. Planning uh, the daughter's second birthday and uh, awesome. really ready for Sober October to be over. <laughs> uh, that makes yes, me two too. Of us. That makes three of us. <laughs> well, as always, <laughs> this is a bourbon and barrel, uh, bourbon and baseball podcast, Barrels and Barrels. We always talk about our listeners. You guys are what makes us who we are. I want to give a big shout out to all of you. Uh, bourbon in the Borough just hit a thousand. Uh, followers on Instagram today. Big congrats to him. He's been probably our most loyal follower, at least verboyous, the one who's been the most interactive and responded to messages and all that. Big shout out to him. Jerry, uh, who goes by a whiskey kid in his peppers on Instagram, also has been great. Michael, I know you... Zamboni driver, right? Uh, yeah, at least that's his uh, his Instagram page picture. Uh, Michael, uh, you were talking earlier uh, about that uh, the new follower. We've got Books, right? Yeah, Books, is, uh, he jumped on our Instagram Live with us that Brandon and I had during the Phillies-Padres game. Is that game three? That was game three. It was on Friday. Yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah. We had some interaction with some folks. Yeah, uh, Mr. Liquor uh, enjoyed a bottle. Yeah, Mr. Liquor Sipper, um, as well as Max jumped in. Uh, a lot of Astros fans, a lot of Phillies fans, and a uh, big shout out to Sports Town Network podcast. They had me on last night to talk some baseball. So big thank you to them. Another shout out, real quick, Lisa. Uh, you can find her on Instagram at Bourbon underscore Brown Eyed underscore Gal. She's mentioned she listens to us while she's at the gym. So thank you for listening to us in the morning while you're working. Hey, out. one more rep, Lisa. One more Come rep. On, Come Lisa, on, Lisa, you got it. Uh, and a special awesome. shout out to uh, Chris. Uh, he is Broken Eye Pro. Uh, he was listening to us while he was throwing his discs the other day. Oh, he's a big disc golfer. I know that. So cool. Thank you to each and every one of you. I met Tanya. She was out at. Uh, Boone County Distilling Company earlier this past weekend. Boone yeah, County. Boone County. I got to meet her. Um, so that was cool. And I got to get a new Glen Karen at Boone County Distilling Company. Awesome place. Um, so if you're ever in Boone County, Kentucky, just south of Cincinnati, go check them out. Speaking of bourbon, is the bourbon part of the podcast. Gentlemen, this week we are going with a bottle that Michael has sent me a review. Not a review. He sent me a sample of a couple of weeks or maybe a couple months ago at this point. Sweeten's Cove, Tennessee bourbon, which is a 110.7 proof bourbon. And I emphasize Tennessee and not 
Tennessee. Michael, can you go into a little more depth of what we're drinking tonight and uh, how it gets its name? Yeah, so you, we, you heard Brandon. We're going to review and drink here. Sweeten's Cove, Tennessee. Not Sweeten's Cove. They're 13-year. Um, they put out a limited release uh, earlier this year in April of 2022 um, that is a cheaper version of Sweeten's Cove. Um, not the thir- yeah, Like I said, not the 13-year. Um, this doesn't have an age statement on it, um, but it is a... Uh, different bourbon than their than their 13 year it's called sweetens cove Tennessee um, because it is a mix of kentucky and tennessee style bourbon whiskeys um, where does that term Tennessee come from um, kentucky and tennessee two neighboring states um, there was an argument over if land was uh, sat on the border who does it belong to tennessee or kentucky and so even after that dispute was settled, the term was, uh, that land was still termed Kennessee. You lived in Kennessee if that land was shared between both states. I um, didn't know if you guys knew that. Mm-mm. That's a That's fun cool. fact. Yeah. If one, one owned or squatted on land right on the border, they lived in Kennessee. So does this mean this is a Kentucky and Tennessee bourbon? Did you mention that already? Yeah, it's a it's a mixture of, of Kentucky and Tennessee style whiskeys. So that means that they're probably sourcing it, I would assume, maybe from Bardstown and Dickel. I mean, it, they can source it from a couple of places. But you mentioned it's a sugar, or is it a sugar maple finished? So it's finished with toasted sugar maple wood, okay. but it's not finished in a barrel. It's aged and then placed into stainless steel uh, containers where that toasted maple wood is uh, put in. Just like f- a floating piece of the wood in the container. Right. Okay, cool. Um, off the nose, right off the top, I've got cinnamon. Uh, very strong cinnamon. I think that it smells hot to me. Not all of bourbons have that. That could just be part of me not smelling a whole lot of whiskey here, being that it's been sober October. And I've only had three one-ounce pours throughout the last four weeks. Six more days to go. But uh, yes, please. it's got a little, I, I feel a little bit of fire just through the nose. Um, do you get that, Mike? No, see, I, I, can, I get the hint of what you're saying. But I really got to blame Sober October here. I think your palate's a little... Uh, a little tainted. Young. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little tainted. Reset. Yeah, I think. If you, because if you... Take a bottle off the shelf, mm-hmm. and your first pour is a hundred and thirty oh, yeah, proof, hundred twenty right proof out. pour. Yeah. It, it, you're, it's gonna burn more. Where if you work your way up to that, I think that's what's going on with your palate, Brandon. I think Probably. we're gonna have to set you up like a, <laughs> a schedule to work you back in because <laughs> like lifting. I don't know. If, <laughs> yeah, take it easy, Brandon. Don't, we don't want to find you on your front lawn. So you're telling me I shouldn't pour the one thirty six Elijah Krug barrel proof for my first pour. Is it 136? Uh, one of the ones is. I, I think that was oh the 2020 goodness. So help me if uh, you version. do that to we me. Need to, we need to have him have a... I hope he has an Apple Watch that, you know, if he <laughs> hits the ground at impact that we Did know. Did you have a hard fall? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the notes on the nose, at least, I've got cinnamon. I'm pulling a little more vanilla the more I revisit it. And... I'm drinking out of an aged in ore uh, glass 
Michael's got one as hey, well. Me too. Uh, as you can Did see. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Uh, so Agent Or, I want to give them a shout out. They're not a sponsor by any means, so don't think that that's why we're doing this. But you tell me, I will could say be. this. They could. I mean, Agent Or, we would love to be sponsored by you. Uh, hint, hint. Um, these are incredible glasses. If you haven't had one before, uh, I would highly recommend it. They've also got some other cool merchandise to help you travel with your bourbon because that is what a lot of people do. When you go on vacation and you don't want to take a whole bottle, but maybe you want to take several different samples. They've got a sampler uh, package. Or you want to send samples to your buddy. Yeah, you want to send samples to your buddy for safe um, keeping. Um, And they've got a travel case for the glass itself. So really cool. Agent Ore, this one is engraved. Great weight to it. Yes. it's Great weight to it. That's what I love about it. Yeah. Uh, very, very good stuff. Uh, ironic. We didn't plan this out, Michael and I, it's just, so (laughs) we didn't at all. So it's kind of funny that, uh, we both chose this one. Um, but sipping out of that, I've got the original hit for me is one of those, uh, cinnamon, like, uh, fireballs that you would get at a candy store Uh, right off the top. I get mostly some butter, butterscotch. I don't get much vanilla. I get. I don't have the nose, any vanilla. I get no. the orange. No, no vanilla. But mostly a butterscotch, some maple on the palate. Maple is definitely there. I get a little bit of that citrus on the back end. Um, the Scotch City is pretty good. It's not thin. It's a. Uh, it's got a, a pretty decent body to it. Um, if that makes sense. It uh, it stays full throughout the entire sip and the entire pour, so that's really good as well. And the color is very amberish. It is a very good color. Very good color. So, if you had to rate this, Mikey, uh, what would you rate it? So, I'm not a big sweet drinker person. I don't enjoy margaritas. They're too sweet for me. But this has a different kind of sweetness, mm-hmm. and I think it's that toasted sugar maple. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not overly sweet, but it's good. I mean, at it at the most, it's an everyday player. Yeah, but that I think that's a stretch. I'm I'm right there. I'm like in that flex between a bench player and an everyday player. Not someone who sees the lineup every day, but not someone who's going to be on the bench all year. It's in between to me. It's probably that pinch hitter you go to when you need the first big hit of the game, maybe in the seventh or eighth inning. It's not your, your best pinch hitter, but it's a good pinch hitter. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go with the bench rating out of the five that we have, but it's kind of that versatility player who when needed could become the everyday player. Uh, but I'm going bench on this one. Yeah. I think that's a great way to put it. You got that guy to change things Mm -hmm. up in the game. I think it'd be a great bottle to take to like a bottle share. Oh, for sure. You're yeah. not you're not spending too much money mm. sharing. I mean, that's you. Of course, you want to share bourbon, right. but uh, this is a great change up to to send to folks. Yeah, and it's for a decent price point, sixty bucks. It's not awful. It's right there along with a lot of those new craft distilling uh, craft distilleries. Um, so sixty bucks. It's cheaper than uh, the big name brand Sweetens Cove and. You didn't when we were talking about this. Peyton Manning is a part owner, and I yeah. believe I saw Andy Roddick is one of the uh, people's involved with this as well. The tennis player, along with four others. Yeah. And you did you mention the golf course, Mikey? 
No, I, I was I, I mentioned that, that not only if you go to the distillery, they've got a great uh, golf course there. I, I think um, we need to get a tea time. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's it's you got to register the, like when they release it in the spring okay. or late winter. You do have to sign up. I think they go quickly. My uh, my brother-in-law has talked about hey, how we need to go. He's a big Tennessee yeah. fan, so. Peyton Manning fan. Uh, and this is in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, which is right up the road from Huntsville. That's right just to the west of Chattanooga. So it's relatively close. Yep. Um, so if you're in North Alabama into the Huntsville area or the Chattanooga area, that's right down the street from you, uh, right just north of the Tennessee-Alabama state line there as you would cross over on Highway 72. So cool stuff. I would I enjoy this pour. It's just not going to be an everyday pour. Sticking with the bourbon theme, Big news in the bourbon world today, Mikey. Uh, all the bourbon aficionados yeah. are freaking out. And I, I am too. Uh, the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. <laughs> and, and I am too. Uh, the Buffalo yeah. Trace Antique Collection, they released today that all five bottles are back. Uh, last year, of course, George T. Stagg uh, didn't make it. Daddy? And Daddy didn't, uh, didn't make it. For those of you Daddy's who don't um, know what the joke is there, uh, Buffalo Trace has Stagg Jr., and then there's GTS, which is George T. Stag, which is one of the higher-end bourbons that they put out. But all five bottles from the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection will be back this year, and they're all at that same price point as always, $99 MSRP. I think it's 100 this year, so maybe it's a dollar. I've never seen that uh, one for that in my life. Of course, I live in Alabama. Yeah, um, that's part of it. Um, and also because the secondary pricing is outrageous. Kyle, this is up there with Pappy Van Winkle um, when it comes to the sought-after bourbons uh, put out by the same company, Buffalo Trace Distillery. Um, Personally, I think I might rather try to find one of these bottles. I do have one. I have a George T. Stagg from 2020. That was a birthday present to myself back literally on my birthday. I didn't ever think I was going to run across one, and sure enough. um, So I had to— Where would you find it? uh, Up there in Fayetteville, Fayetteville, Tennessee. So just up the road. Yeah. I believe it was Strong Brothers Liquor Store over there that I got it at on November 12th, 2020. Um, that means my birthday is November 12th, a couple weeks away. Uh, as far, hint, 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 hint listeners, hint, yeah, hint, 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 if anybody's got a pour that they'd like to share, uh, no, by all means, uh, I'd love to get a bottle of William L. Weller, which is the, one of the other bottles. The other three is the Sazerac Rye, the 18 year they've mixed it with 19 year old barrels this year. And then the Eagle Rare 17. And there's also the Thomas H. Handy, uh, which is the barrel-proof version of Sazerac Rye, um, which is about a $27 bottle from Buffalo Trace regularly. So that is proofed down. This is just the barrel-proof version at six years. Mike, if you had to pick one of the five, what would it be that you were going after the hardest? I would say that it's that WLW. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I, I'm a sucker for a, weeded, a good weeded mm-hmm. bourbon. Um, I, ha- I mean... I've tried. I haven't had Jortee's Stag. I haven't had Daddy. I've had Stag Junior, mm-hmm. um, which is, I mean, just a basically, if you haven't had it, it is a barrel-proof Buffalo Trace, yeah. and it's it's fantastic. The George T. Stag or Stag Junior. A Stag now um, too, but, even I think they dropped the Junior, didn't they? That was a big controversy. It's all grown up. <laughs> it's graduated. It's it's going on to bigger <laughs> and better things. Um, you compared it to Pappy, um, but Pappy's only what like ninety proof, 90, or ninety two proof. Yeah, and 
from what I've heard, the 23-year is not worth it for the price when the 15-year is just as good, if not better. Um, but those are weeded bourbons, um, so that's going to probably pair up more with the WLW. Uh, but these are all higher proof, um, and this year something different. Well, not something different. Eagle Rare 17-year uh, is, again, at 101 proof. They've been doing that for a couple of years. It used to be right on par with the regular Eagle Rare, which is at 90 proof, their 10-year. So this year it's at 101 again. And as I mentioned, a little bit of a change of SAS 18 is actually a mix of 18 and 19-year-old barrels. So uh, I would love to see a bottle. It's one of those, oh, my God, I can't believe I saw that. kind of. Thing. It's very rare to find, Kyle, just to put that in yeah. perspective. Uh, another kind of rare thing to find was the Blue Run uh, bottles that just went out last week. Did you see anything about that last week, Mikey? No, I've, I've, I saw Blue Run first came around and everybody was trying to sell it on secondary, thinking everybody wanted it. But no, I didn't see what, you, what you're talking about with that Blue uh, Run. So they had a release last week. They did their flight series. Um, they had six different flavors, uh, micro batches. They didn't make a whole lot of them. Uh, the one I tried to get was called Seattle Downpour. Um, obviously, I went for it for the weather reasons, but also it had some of the better tasting notes that I looked for. They released these um, two a day last week. It was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, these were are distilled by Castle Key, um, and they were gone. Are yeah, they? they were gone in 30, 30 seconds. Yeah, 30 <laughs> seconds. Disappeared in 30 seconds. I literally had it in my cart, and as I went to check out, they said, out of stock. So, awesome. I, I think they should give you like a five-minute Right. It's like Ticketmaster. If it's in your cart, right. you have it reserved. Like tickets do. If you got right. World Series tickets in your cart, those are yours for 12 minutes. I will congratulate Blue Run because that's pretty cool for them. Um, I have yet to try Blue Run. I think I've got a sample in a box that just came in the mail today from uh, Whiskey and Wander, uh, Amanda. Um, so, I'll check that out. But... Uh, big shout out to Blue Run. Also, real quick, Old Forester making news this week or within the last week. They've now hired a new master taster. Uh, Melissa Rift will be replacing Jackie Zykan, um, who Zach, Jackie was with Old Forester for a long time. She's a huge name in bourbon. She actually went off, branched off by herself to create her own distillery, uh, Hidden Barn um, Distillery, and they put out their first bottle bottles this year. So a big shout out to her. Congrats to her. What's that called? Uh, the distillery's called Hidden, Hidden Barn. Is the bourbon just Yeah, called Hidden, Hidden Barn. It's a really cool label if you want to check it out. It's got uh, it's a white label, and it's got, like, the Hidden Barn has uh, some barn stuff to the to the words. So cool stuff there. And real quick, Offerman Edition Whiskey, aged 11 years this year. That was just uh, said that it's going to be released. That's the Lagovin um, Offerman Edition, uh, 11 years in shaved and recharred oak cask. Um, so that's going to be a scotch. La- the only reason I bring this up is last year, the Guinness version, um, the Guinness cask won uh, Whiskey Advocates Whiskey of the Year. So out of all the whiskeys that came out last year, this one got the number one from Whiskey Advocates. So uh, I think it's good. Maybe we'll have to try it sometime, Brandon. Maybe uh, you know a guy? we'll get that Offerman uh, whiskey. You know a guy? We'll, you have to do a review on here. Uh, for those of you who hear the name Offerman, Parks and Rec, Nick Offerman, Ron Swanson. So... Uh, that would be a cool bottle. I, we I know more than you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your tears in your eyes where they belong. Um, I would probably cry if I saw that bottle. I'm just I'd cry if I got another Buffalo Teak, uh, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection bottle. That's for sure. 
So moving on, we touched on the bourbon part. Let's go to the baseball part. Uh, the Phillies and the Padres, uh, the NLCS. It was close, but it ended up finishing as a 4-1 series with the Phillies, of course, moving on. Michael, what stood out in this series to you? What, what were your thoughts of the series as a whole before we go game by game? The Phillies showed up. The Phillies' bats all the way through the lineup. They were patient. They drove the ball. Uh, Frickin' Zach Wheeler, two games pitched in this series, right? He started two games. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he was fighting for NLCS MVP as we were in discussion during the series mm-hmm. um, until Bryce Harper hit that eighth inning home run. Yeah. <laughs> that changed things. Yep. Um, but the Phillies showed up. Bats all the way through and pitching. Yeah. Kyle, you see any of the games? I only got to see one good chunk, like one game, a good long while. Um, but like Mike said, uh, we kind of talked earlier in the last podcast, we thought that the Padres pitching was going to dominate these bats, but the bats mm-hmm. showed up better than we thought. Yeah. We talked last week how pitching and defense for the Phillies was the most suspect part of any of these teams. And the defense turned out to be suspect uh, a, a couple of times. It's just the bats out hit that defense. And Gene Segura in game three, really, uh, I believe, is when it it really shined. He was the one who came up with the big hit after two mental mistakes within the same inning. How often do you see that? A mental mistake with a bad error. He dropped literally a ball at second base. And then he comes up with a big two-out, two-strike knock just throwing the bat at the ball, knocking in the go-ahead runs, and then literally two seconds later, picked off. Yeah, right. Like that's got to feel great just to get that off your right. back, that weight. And that's what the Phillies did. They didn't try to smash the ball every time by just putting the ball in play, right. making contact, make things happen. I, I will say there were a lot of home runs hit by the Phillies, which benefited them. Game one, uh, not a high-scoring game. Very well-pitched game between Darvish and Wheeler. Yep. The, the difference is, and John Smoltz said it the entire postseason so far, uh, solar ho- home runs aren't going to beat you. Well, they beat you. Bryce Harper <laughs> hit a solo shot early in the game, and then Kyle freaking Schwarber. The For those of you who are uh, just listening, I was just pointing to my Kyle Schwarber Cubs jersey, um, number 12. Uh, Ohio boy. Program. Middletown, Ohio boy. But um, I'm really happy to see Kyle. They, that home run, man. 488 feet, 120 miles per hour off the bat. Crushed. And that's where Kyle did well. He not only hit home runs, Kyle walked multiple mm-hmm. times. He even then stole two bases yeah. in the po- this postseason so far. So even in the in game five, Schwarber came up the bat in a zero to zero game, and worked a two out mm-hmm. walk, which was actually his I th- was it his third walk of the game. Yeah, he had at that point he, he walked three times in game five. He had six total walks in the entire series. He was an on base machine, which is. He finally did that thing in the leadoff spot this year that the Cubs had hoped for when they put him in the leadoff spot back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, but between him, Hoskins, Harper, even Rio Muto had a home run, uh, but Segura came up with a hit. Um, the the team hit. Pitching was great, except in game two when they lost eight to five. But the, the, the Phillies... I mean, they scored five runs. Yeah. They, I mean, that's still... Right, you, you would hope that... 
you'd score five runs That's in a enough. playoff game and it'd be enough, but you lost eight to five. And then game three went four to two to the Phillies. That was the Segura game. Game four, 10 to six to the Phillies, which the Padres had a lead in six to four uh, and gave up six straight runs. Another home run by um, Hoskins and Schwarber. And then game five, that big comeback with Bryce Harper in the bottom. Did Hoskins hit anything but no, hit home runs? It, my statistics say he batted 222. He was four for 18 with four home runs. Um, and I think it was the fact that he didn't do anything else but hit home runs in that series <laughs> that he didn't get the MVP because he hit the two-run bomb that put them in front early in the game. Boy, did he pimp that one out, huh? That dude is so Rio pitch too. animated. You love it, don't you, Kyle? Oh, I love it. You want to get that shirt? Was it uh, Talking Baseball? Who's got that shirt with him slamming yeah. the bat? Fighting Phils. Yeah. He, this whole postseason, he's been one to watch. I did a little more research on him. I didn't realize that he is the longest tenured Philly. <laughs> yep, because of how much turnover they've had uh, in the last couple of years. I didn't realize. So Harper was hurt the year the Nationals won the World Series, wasn't he? He didn't. He wasn't on the field for the. World I don't believe Series. so because they kept on saying that this is the furthest that he's ever made it in his playoff career. Um, I think he was that the year Juan Soto came mm-hmm. up. So I didn't realize Harper was out for the year. That's that does that that does ring a bell. Yeah. Um, and hashtag ring, yeah. the bell. <laughs> hashtag ring the bell. Ring the bell. But uh, Harper, <laughs> of course, getting the uh, NLCS MVP. He went 8 for 20 with two home runs. He drove in five, what I think was the most impressive in the five games. He struck out once, and he walked uh, multiple times. He had three doubles. Putting the ball in play. Putting the ball in play, and that's what you got to do. Not striking out. And that's how you win series. So speaking of Bryce Harper, one of my buddies I played high school ball with messaged me, and there's a clip going around of Bryce Harper at age 12 Mm -hmm. pitching um in little league and i didn't know this but he bryce harper came to huntsville for a tournament okay and in that weekend tournament bryce harper at bat went 11 for 12 with 10 home runs that's incredible as a 12 year old (laughs) yeah that was my that was my buddy uh jp uh shooting me little stats about him bryce harper here locally in huntsville alabama hey gang we wanted to take a break from the booze and ball talk to talk about some booze and ball apparel Walk-Offs and Whiskey is doing something special for you, the listeners. Head over to walkoffsandwhiskey.com and use the code BNB at checkout, and you'll get 10% off your purchase. That's code BNB at checkout, and you'll get 10% off your purchase. Now, let's get back to the show. And now moving on, let's break this up a little bit with some trivia here, boys. Uh, I do have a trivia, a pair of trivia questions for you, but uh, for time's sake... Um, the Astros, they've gone undefeated so far in the postseason, seven and zero. Do you know who's the only team to go undefeated for an entire postseason since divisional play ban- began back in nineteen sixty nine? Do I have to give you the year, or just the team? Uh, the team, um, a, a year would be great, but let's go with the San Francisco Giants, two thousand ten. And Cal. I don't know. In 1976, the Cincinnati Reds went seven and zero to win the World Series over the Yankees. They defeated the Phillies three to nothing in the NLCS, and then beat the Yankees four to nothing in the World Series. The um, Astros are the third team to do this. 
since then, um, the Reds are the only team to finish undefeated. The other two Did teams. You say Reds versus Phillies. Reds versus Phillies back in nineteen or in seventeen or nineteen seventy six. Excuse me, seventeen ninety six. I was thinking seventeen seventy six. Yep. <laughs> oh, say can you see? <laughs> But, um, yeah, so it was 1976, uh, it was the Reds. And then 2007, the Rockies did it, and then they lost to the Red Sox. And in 2014, the Royals did it, and then they lost to the Giants. So How quickly some teams fall off. The yeah. Rockies, I, 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 you forget when they were ever competitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was the, the Matt Holiday team, I believe, right, that made it all the way to the World Series. And both of those teams uh, – had stellar starts to the playoffs, and then the Royals lost to the Giants in 2014. So that takes us into the Astros. Of course, you know now that, if you didn't know already, the Astros beat the Yankees, and it was by a sweep, four games to nothing. Whoa. Astros took game one, four, two, game two, three to two, game three, five to nothing, and then they had a big comeback in game four to go up and win the series six to five in a sweep. Did you see any of these games, Mikey? I mean, I didn't turn them on. At one point, <laughs> I went to turn it on when we were outside on the patio. Um, but I think we had just started eating dinner on the patio with either Tangled or Frozen on the TV. Mm. So I didn't win that battle. So uh, you saw something act. better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I, I wasn't too uh, inclined to turn the Ashes Yankees on. I'm a NL kind of guy. Kyle? The only time I got to see a game was uh, Sunday night with you, but obviously we were preoccupied doing work. Yes, we were doing so much work on Sunday. For those of you who work with us, we were doing so much work. I um, was doing so much work. You were. You were. You did the sports ball sorts, <laughs> but uh, I did work. I just Hard I work, kept work. <laughs> I kept a, I kept an eye on baseball and I kept an eye on the on, on the weather, but there was not anything going on weather wise. Um, is that when you made that reel with Kyle's appearance? No, we we taped that last Wednesday. And if you can, you want to check that out. That's on my personal page, WX Spinner on uh, Instagram. I think the, you should hashtag definitely check that out. Hashtag check it out. Um, there's a little tease. So the Astros rolled through the Yankees. Um, the big thing in my mind is the Yankees came into this having won game five versus the Guardians last Tuesday, immediately having to fly to Houston to play game one on Wednesday night, uh, which they resultantly lost four to two. Then they lost three to two in game two. That means their stud pitcher, Garrett Cole, couldn't start until game three when they were already down 2 nothing coming home. Uh, he went down early 2 nothing off of a miscue in the outfield um, where Judge and Bader misplayed a fly ball. There was an error, and then the next pitcher, or the next pitch basically left the yard. Uh, Chaz McCormick, I believe, the center fielder for the Astros, went yard and hit a two. Who? Yeah, McCormick. He's their center fielder. Um, Chaz? I believe that's his name. Kyle? Producer Kyle? Can you stat... Uh, can you... Um, uh, stat correct us. Cormac spices. Yeah, like just like the uh, the old grilled Chaz, steak. Chaz McCormick. Yeah. Who? Yeah, center fielder. Um, Look, man, this isn't Mike Jones. <laughs> I thought you. I thought at first I thought you were mistaking mispronouncing Jake Marisnik. No, he's he was with the Pirates this year. Um, oh, poor guy. Yep, yep. Him and his slick hair were with the Pirates this year. But uh, McCormick put it up, and then Cole had some trouble, I believe, in the sixth inning, and they pulled him, 
and that was pretty controversial. Ended up giving up the three runs, and then it was up 3-0 in the series. Jeremy Pena with a big home run in Game 4, and the Astros go on to win. Um, The thing that stuck out to me the most is that the Astros did this without their two best players doing a damn thing. That's what the Astros have been doing the last five years, just having more players just come through the pipeline. I mean, they lose Carlos Correa and Jeremy Payne. who just steps right in. ALCS MVP. Come on. Come on. I mean, props to the Astros for mm-hmm. developing players that just, you know, they, they right. signed their, some guys to extensions. They've got their core guys, and when they've done, they've turned little wins into big wins. So yeah. props to them. But they're like the Dodgers in the fact that they're continuously replacing their talent with more talent. Like Kyle Tucker comes up, uh, he wasn't the replacement for George Springer because he plays a different position, but he replaced his production in the lineup. And Tucker was one of the best batters in the AL this year. Uh, you've got Jordan, you've got Altuve. They supplemented at the deadline with Trey Mancini, so they've got a really good team. Yeah, I really wouldn't hate them so much it, it, if I it still wasn't have for 2017. Bad blood. Yeah. Yes, because Bregman, he was an LSU stud. So mm-hmm. I love the Alex Bregman guy here. Mm-hmm. So, but that's that's it's still it's still it still burns with me, baby. Yeah, <laughs> what burns, Michael Burns. Maybe that's a new segment coming uh, up, folks. I, I think so. We got to get a sponsor for that. So for those of you listening, hey, and I'm gonna maybe shout out dugout mugs. I got a dugout no- mug knob. Knob, a little, a little nug. Uh, yeah, a little nug. It's a, it's a knob, batter's knob, uh, shot glass. So that's what I'm gonna finish the rest of my Tennessee off in. First drink, tastes the same. So big shout out to no, Doug. No, there's no way it tastes the same. <laughs> it does taste pretty same. It's probably did you not. Just finger, finger your bourbon. I did. I fingered it real good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Market, so we market, have to change Kyle the rating. We have to change barrels and barrels. Thank you hey, very Kyle, much. Hey, Kyle, market that uh, 30 minutes in, Brandon fingered his bourbon, and we're going to Barrels and barrels at night. <laughs> barrels and barrels after dark. You can uh, find that on our Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash. And if you would like to support our podcast, there is a link in our bio, so... We'll love that. As far as the NLCS and the ALCS... Of course, they chose the MVPs of each series, but we started last week, Players of the Week slash Weekend. Michael, who would you give yours to? So I'm not going to go with MVP of Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. Bryce Harper, he showed up, like you said. Um, I still – I'm going to give it to my boy, Kyle Schwarber, mm-hmm. um, with how many times he took walks, was patient. Like you said earlier, he was the type of ideal leadoff hitter. So – I miss you, Schwartz. <laughs> Give me a moment, guys. Kyle, I it was this one was hard because I wanted to pick Schwarber mm-hmm. because of the namesake. Because Kyle and Kyle, Kyle stay with Kyle's. That's it. Uh, I couldn't pick anybody from the Astros, even though they had a really good week. Uh, I picked Rice Hoskins. Rice Hoskins, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Stud. Uh, to list off Kyle Schwarber's stats just for the NLCS, he was six for 15. He drove in four runs. He had six walks to three strikeouts. Michael already mentioned two stolen bases. He also had an intentional walk, so that is a seventh walk. 
Here's the crazy thing. His on-base percentage was 571. You pair that with his slugging was 1,000. He had an OPS in these five games of 1.571. Insane. But he is not who I'm going to be giving my player of the weekend to. Kyle, you uh, you gave yours to Reese Hotkins. Um, Kyle Schwarber was who Michael gave his to. Zach Wheeler is going to be my player of the week. Uh, I thought that he, in his first NLCS, this is the first postseason he's ever played in. For all the years the Mets made it, he was hurt in 2015, and he didn't play. So this is his first year as a playoff pitcher. Two games, one participant. Point, yeah, 1.38 ERA in 13 innings. He made it into the seventh inning in both starts. He got pulled uh, after giving up a hit to start the seventh inning in game uh, five, and that run ended up coming around to score. He only gave up two runs in the entire series. He had 16 strikeouts in 13 innings. A big shout-out to Zach Wheeler. Um, I think you could give it to any one of those four players on the Phillies this weekend. Uh, I think, I think like you said, Wheeler had it. I think he had the NLCS MVP until Harper hit that yep. game-changing, series-changing yeah. home run in the bottom Agreed. of the Agreed. Agreed. Harper won the series with that swing. Theoretically, uh, because you go back to San Diego, the Padres have their fans with them. They have momentum after winning a game and could have done what the Florida Marlins did back in 2003, but we're not going to go too far into Brandon, that Brandon, because Brandon, I don't Brandon, want to dig that knife any deeper. So that is our oh. players of the weekend. So let's jump into the World Series uh, predictions here. The Phillies, the sixth seed, taking on... The AL number one seed, the number two seed overall, the Astros. Uh, how do you feel about this, Michael? I am. I think that the Astros are going to win the World Series. Whammy. <laughs> Kyle. So you and I kind of talked about this. Uh, nobody expected it. Nobody expects a six seed to get this far. Right. It's kind of like St. Peter's University. Uh, in the NCAA March Madness, was it last year, year before? Mm-hmm. Like last year, this past March. You're, you're now watching. I think baseball, non-baseball fans are now watching to see this city with so much hype, who wasn't even supposed to be in the playoffs, mm-hmm. now win the World Series. I'm with Michael. I also picked the Astros to win the World Series, <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to see these Phillies win the World Series. And you said something pretty cool there. The Pitts, uh, the Philadelphia fan base, no offense to you Phillies fans, but Philly fans have a very big reputation of being Jags. Dicks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Broad Street bull- Bullies, the, the people who booed Santa Claus, the people who throw batteries at Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa yeah, the, Claus. <laughs> the Eagles fans booed Santa Claus. So – it, it's I, I never thought I'd find it to where I was rooting for the Phillies, but I'm rooting for the Phillies. Um, but that's not who I think is going to win this series. I'm going with the Astros in six games. Um, I just think that – what did I say three weeks ago? When we made our bracket predictions, I said the oh, Astros – got to bring up the bracket. Yep. Oh, course. we're going to go over that here in a second here, pal. Uh, <laughs> but the Astros just look like a whole different team. I don't think they're going to sweep the Phillies by any means. I think the Phillies may even actually take game one uh, this Friday. Um, but I think the Astros probably are going to take a little bit more of an advantage of the Phillies when they make those mistakes, and they're going to be facing Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander's a Cy Young. Kyle, you mentioned one thing to me 
uh, or just now, a six seed. I've seen a lot of gripe that the Phillies don't deserve this. They shouldn't be here. And that really boils my blood. I don't know who the asshole who was on Twitter is saying, they shouldn't be here. Don't come at me. But Ken Rosenthal. Uh, well, Ken Rosenthal. I, th- I, I think it was Ken. No, the, it was, oh, the, not Ken Rosenthal. It was Scott White the, of CBS. Yeah, there's another guy who's out in the suburbs of Chicago with 55,000 Twitter followers. He's some sort of doctor of something. He's not even a baseball guy. Doctor of he, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> a six seed. This is exactly what Major League Baseball was hoping for when they extended their playoffs to six teams because any team can make the World Series. It gives anybody hope. It gives you that team. Next trade deadline, if you're sitting in eighth place, you know that if you upgrade your team enough just to sneak into the playoffs, you've got a chance to not only make the World Series, to potentially win the World Series. So for all of those, this isn't true baseball. Go shove it up your ass. Because this is why we play the game. Baseball is, I I get the whole, there's a whole, that's not how the game was played. I don't care. Baseball is a dying sport. And this is what the baseball sport needed, just like in 1998 with the home run race. So that's my pedestal that I'm going to get off of. That's my gripe. All to say that I don't think the Astros are going to lose this one to the Phillies. And I picked the Astros in six games. I, too, picked the Astros, Brandon. <laughs> uh, and for those of you who are looking to gamble on this, what I do want to say is over at FanDuel Sportsbook, right now the series odds favor the Astros heavily, minus 190. So in order to win $100, you would have to bet $190, where opposed the Phillies are the underdogs at plus 165. So for every $100 you bet, you would get $165 in return. Now, looking ahead at game one, uh, that'll be this Friday. Uh, First pitch is going to be at 7.03 Central Time. That is 8.04. The Phillies get a primetime game? Yes. Uh, They did get a couple of them over the weekend. but Probably on accident. Oh, a rain delay probably uh, is the only reason I got that. Phillies, primetime, folks. You can not have to skip work or watch it at work. Let's go. That'll be on Fox. Justin Verlander going for the Astros in game one. Aaron Nola in game one for the Phillies. He is an underdog at plus 142. Again, $100 gets you 142. Uh, And the run line is plus one and a half for the Phillies. They are minus 178 on that, meaning that they are uh, likely to cover that. The over-under is six and a half. And right now the over is juiced at minus 128. Um, Ooh, over I, under six and a half? What do you think yeah. that with two studs going up? Mm-hmm. That would be hard to take it, the over. And it seems like a, the consensus is the over because they normally juice what is the favorite. And over six and a half right now is the favorite at minus 128. So a lot of the gambling bettors are uh, going with the over in this one. I think it's probably going to end up being a 5-3 matchup uh, in this one, I think. One thing we're not thinking of. There's a long layoff for both teams. They haven't played since Sunday. They're not going to play till Friday. Uh, I think what's going to have to happen is you're going to have to get to both of them early. If you get through the first two innings without scoring against Verlander, you're in big trouble. He's the AL Cy Young. He had an under two ERA. So it's going to be a good game one. I think the Phillies get game two and game three, and the Astros win games one, four, five, and six to wrap it up in Houston. Yeah. So. Here's the part that Michael didn't want to hear. The bracket update. 
So far, we, we talked have, about golf earlier. I'm winning that man. We have go golf score style. So it has been decided who won our brackets between the four of the three of us. Um, I have eight points. Michael has three points. Kyle has five. I'm the only one with a team left. And if the Astros win, I would end up with 18, uh, 16 points uh, to Michael's three and Kyle's five. As far as Ooh. the listeners, this is kind of a close race here. Right now, Joseph Campbell leading with 10 points. Second place, Kristen Swilly with nine. And in third place, Jake Plassmeyer with eight. James Spinner at seven. Uh, and also, Kyle Braves um, and Bourbon is at eight as well. But he does not have it. He does have the Astros in the ALCS, but he had the Atlanta Braves winning. There's only one other person who picked the Astros. And that is Jake Plasmeyer. So if the Astros win the World Series, Jake Plasmeyer will win that bottle of weather special reserve. If the Phillies win, Joseph Campbell, you would be the winner of the weather special reserve at 18 points as well. Ooh, so interesting. Uh, it is going to come down to the final game, and that's what we were hoping for. So cool kudos to you guys. Best of luck to Joseph and to Jerry or to Jake, excuse me. Um, and thank you for listening. So that's the update on us. Other uh, things to quickly wrap up. Sober October. We are in the home stretch here, Kyle. How you, how you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> I feel that fully. Yes. It's 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 not so bad. I thought like I was going to be craving things more than I am. Mm-hmm. But like my body is fatigued. Oh, for sure. Like, uh-huh. I rest days. I can't wait for a rest day. Can't wait for a massage. Can't wait to. I not... give you a massage every day. With your <laughs> eyes. <laughs> What's harder, the the food cra- the food cravings or the exercise every day? Um, the exercise every day. Yeah, I think the squats are getting to be a little taxing for me. Yeah, I could do push-ups typically, all day long. Yeah, typically in a workout routine, you have rest days where you guys don't have rest days with this. Yeah, 100 push-ups, 200 air squats every day, and then you have to gain points by working out or doing multiple different workouts. I started practicing French this week to help try to gain some points because um, it's, it's about trying to better yourself. It's not just the sober portion of it or eating healthy, but also trying to better yourself, create new habits. Um, I've done some yoga here and there to gain a oui, point oui. or two. Oui, oui. Oh, français. Yeah. Your boy's been Omelette doing... Omelette du fromage. <laughs> Je suis un garçon. Uh, yeah, your boy's been doing two-a-days to make sure we're not TikTok <clears throat> dancing. Yeah, well, we may be TikTok dancing. Or Michael may be TikTok Michael's dancing. Michael's TikTok dancing. Uh, <laughs> what? That was, that was not part of the deal? <laughs> well, you're going to have to send part of the TikTok dance to us. So you're going to have to TikTok dance. And you're down it's... there, and we're up here. So uh, that's for the losers. For those of you who don't know, the Reaching for the Bars Kyle. Group, no, it was Kyle is going against the producer, but the the challenge was the loser of the two. Their podcast had to do a TikTok dance challenge chosen by the I other podcast. I thought it was podcast. just a producer that no, had to no, do. No, 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 no. It's the entire oh, podcast. Kyle, Kyle, I'm about to send you some protein in the mail, man. <laughs> Too late. Uh, Edge Fitness Performance, we would love that, but they also sponsor Reaching for the Bar, so they would probably... Uh, uh, be yeah, a little Jacob biased. over at Edge. Uh, Jacob over at Edge. Uh, Don't you love a good inspiration story? But I uh, uh, <laughs> food craving hasn't been terrible. I am excited to eat some unhealthy food soon. Um, like what? What's your What's your number one go to? Pizza. Pizza. Probably pizza. 
like legit pizza. I've been doing this flatbread bullshit for the last couple of weeks where it's uh, a lavish bread. It's good. It's a healthy version of a pizza, but it's not the real Cauliflower stuff. crust? I, no. Cauliflower crust? I, I literally the... made crust with canned chicken. <laughs> you, he... What in the world? Yeah. Yeah, hey, you got to do what you got to do to get through. Um, yeah. I will give a shout chicken out to chicken crust. Yeah, yeah, bro, keto. Just straight chicken. It's That's a keto it? diet. Yeah, That's how they do it. You take a can diet. chicken, egg, and some Parmesan cheese. It's... Slab that bad boy together. Piece it together. Bake it. Then put shit on top and bake it again. <laughs> you don't want to find something else to eat. Look, That's bro, that was in my pantry. <laughs> you got chicken out of your pantry, bro. Canned chicken. Canned chicken. Canned yeah, ch- I guess. Yeah. Well, Dude, that has been your Sober stash. October update. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am, I will say, that. I feel better. I am down about eight pounds, I think, over the month. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling leaner. I feel the um, the cardio is much better when I do my workouts. Like I have more energy throughout the entire workout. So my aerobic capacity has really been built up over the last month. And uh, I've been consistent. My legs are sore, and it's hard to do the squats every day. I still need to rep out some now, but here through 26 days, that means we'll have done 2,600 push-ups and 5,200 air squats so far. And uh, however many pounds you weigh in water, uh, divide that by two and uh, multiply that by 26. So I'm not going to do the math. But that's you reaching for the bar. Sober October update. You boys over there at RFTB, you're going down to Chad and uh, – what, what, what Steve was the other name? Is that what Steve. Steve? No, I'm Steve. You sure? No, you're Steve. Uh, it's a Chad and Trey. That's right. Trey, Trey. Thomas Traverson. Uh, so that has been episode six of Barrels and Barrels, the Bourbon and Baseball podcast. Next week, we're going to probably be recording a few more um, that you'll hear, whether it's just myself, maybe Michael. We're going to do some recaps every game of the World Series. You can find us on Instagram for some more breakdowns of that as well. Uh, that is at Barrels and Barrels Pod on Instagram. Michael, myself. And be on the lookout for yeah. us uh, doing some Instagram lives during the World Series games. Yeah, we're going to uh, try we did, to do. Me and Brandon did that for what we say, game three of the Phillies. It was game three. It was fun. It was fun. We had a lot of viewers pop, pop in and out, uh, a lot of comments. So we'd love to hear your uh, um, thoughts on that. We'd love to hear you rate and review us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Just scroll down. There's a five star logo or something along that. I know that's how it is on Apple iTunes uh, podcast podcast click the five star or four star please do a five star but if it's a four star for you do a five star and then just type out the four star thing um we would but honestly we would love to hear your open and honest opinion of our podcast what you like that we do what you don't like that we do uh, what you want to see and what you want to see we are going to try to be putting out a lot more content here over the next couple of weeks and uh a lot of that's going to be around the world series but we've got some cool stuff coming down the pipe over the next week or so so thank you again for listening uh, i am brandon with michael and kyle you can find us on instagram just search all of the links here in the bio at the bottom of this page facebook twitter instagram we're on youtube you can stream us there and maybe we'll be doing streams at some point down the road and also email us if you need anything there For your Barrels and Barrels podcast, I'm Brandon with Michael and Kyle. Thanks for listening, and have a great rest of your week. Go Phillies. Go Phillies. Go Phillies. Let's go. Let's go.